0: Y'all on 1049, the horn. Oh, uh, it's a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when Patrick Plake's uh, jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history and played them for us on top of the charts Tuesday. The boy is mine. Brandy and Monica. Monica, that's right. Yes. That's right. Wow. Man, I didn't realize this reached the top of the Billboard charts. It, it sure did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, you know, I would say it was an original idea. Now they're just kind of mm-hmm. going off about the boy's mind. We ever, what, what, who was the boy in the video? Do we remember this?
1: Oh, uh, You know it was probably Nick Cannon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, none of them had Nick Cannon's baby, so good for this. Because they smart. I wasn't because Nick Cannon, <laughs> he touched something, he gets pregnant. Yeah. How many kids does Nick Cannon have now? Ten. Is it, is it? Is he officially in double digits now? Ten. And how many baby mamas we had? Six or seven? I think he seven? has six. It's yeah. like six or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I mean, he said he wants more children, too. Like, he is... One of those, uh, I forgot, there's a a term for it. There's some people that they truly, I don't know if it's a religious thing, but they definitely want to be fruitful and multiply.
2: Yeah, Um, Nick
1: Cannon Cannon has 10 10 babies and doesn't pay any child support. That's not true. He's not through the system. None of, I mean, he probably paying, he pays, but, he but that's not through the courts. They are not
0: filed yeah. for child support. Yeah, they're which like, nah, we which honestly means he is at least taking care of the needs of his kids and baby mamas.
1: Financially. Yes. Because he,
0: he he ain't got that much time to go see all them kids. Oh, well, I don't know about that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just financially. Yeah, just yes, financially. Right. He's, he's, yes, good yeah. point. He definitely don't have time to see all the bad kids. Um, oh, uh, Jeff Howell says it was Makai Pfeiffer. Don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> I don't know why you know that either, Jeff. That was pretty quick on the trip that too. Yeah. I wonder, is
2: that the video? I know there's one of those videos from that time where they show them and there's like one of the girls is texting and she's trying to do it on a, and it's like a sidekick, but it doesn't, you can tell she's writing it into like a word document on her <laughs> oh, phone. Man, that is one of those, yeah. one of those <laughs> chat rooms. <was something laughs> where they were trying to make it look like it was a text message, but you can see the screen on the video and like, you're not texting anything. Not. No. <laughs> I
0: would use that. Man, are we talking about late 90s or
1: has to be late this 90s. would have been Made late, early two thousand, I think. Yeah. yeah okay. Late nineties. Late nineties,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Um somebody else sent us t- that too. Oh my God.
0: Thank you, Texter. Yeah. Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, there you go. Mackay Pfeiffer, big time. What's the last thing Makai Pfeiffer was in? He, uh like last movie Macai Pfeiffer was in. Eight Mile? Macai Pfeiffer's in eight mile? Yeah. He played <sighs> proof. Wow. He was he was That's he was, you know. he,
1: was well, he was the uh God, what was he doing? You had a good memory because I have no idea I wasn't. I, he was the he was the MC at the shelter when okay. he was doing the battle.
0: Yeah. Because okay. they
1: were they was always talking trash to him and he wasn't doing nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. It's a good memory there. Good yeah. pull. I was to catch you off your feet there <laughs> yeah. with that one, but uh no, I could not. All right. Uh let's get to this NBA news here, gentlemen. Uh we'll get to the blue chip report. Uh, from Bud Elliott, he does his annual blue chip ratio, which is the percentage of blue chips on every roster. Love this, so it gives us excuse to talk some college football. But let's talk NBA. Usually, we'll be talking about the NBA finals, but gentlemen, this story is as oh, this is as salacious as it gets in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, because one, Kyrie Irving, who a lot of people are reporting or speculating, more I should say, that Kyrie Irving could end up back with the Mavs. Uh, that they are kind of the front runner uh, to acquire Kyrie Irving. And we know that there are other teams that are, that are going to be willing uh, to entertain the notion of bringing in Kyrie, but he was with the Mavs this past season. And one of those teams was the Lakers. A lot, of team, a lot of people were talking about the Lakers potentially being interested in Kyrie Irving because of a reunion with he and LeBron James. We know LeBron James likes Kyrie Irving. Yes. He's got a soft spot for Kyrie. Part of it's nostalgia. Part of it is they complement each other really well. So And he, he, knows, likes- and he knows Kyrie's not scared. And he knows Kyrie ain't scared. Yep. You're right about that. Uh, so according to uh, Sham Sharania, and Sham's knows his stuff, Kyrie Irving is reportedly talking with LeBron James about joining forces and playing for the Mavs. How about that, gentlemen? So Kyrie Irving, who's currently a free agent, um, and many believe he's going to opt to remain with the Mavs, may be trying to recruit LeBron James there. How do we feel about that? this report
1: well the Mavs are according to DraftKings for Kyrie Irving is saying that he the Mavs are the favorite the Lakers are in second place at plus 240 go Mavs the Suns are plus a thousand and the Miami Heat are plus a thousand so with all that being said Kyrie will stay there LeBron's not leaving LA there's his son is about to go to to USC he yep. wants to be around that. He wants to be engaged to everything that little Bronny's doing. His other son is in high school too. That's true. He doesn't want to leave that. And he's another kid that's being recruited heavily too because he's like, he's closer to LeBron than Bronny is as far as oh, the, the height. The, uh, oh, the, yeah. Okay. I got you. He shot up big time and he's like 6'7, six, 6'8 six, right now. So he, and he'll probably be one of the better kids out there. But I sit here and I, I, I say, what would be the incentive? Although LeBron, when he at the end of it, there's a lot I got to think about. There's a lot that's on my mind right yes. now. After, <laughs> you know, there's there's just so much on my mind. I, I, Dallas is not on his mind. I wouldn't I would not see Dallas being I, on his mind.
0: Dallas is not on his mind right now. I will say that. But we do know a few things about Bron, uh, LeBron James, and his you know his. Plans for his tw- the twilight of his career, which he mm-hmm. probably is already in because he's already talking about retirement. He wants to play with Bronny, mm-hmm. wants to play with his son, he wants to be the, the first superstar to play with. I think the first NBA player to play with his son. Any NBA players played with his son that has not
2: happened? It's, I not, don't it's think not even so. possible. I think so.
0: How is it, right? Like, how would it even I don't be possible? has 20 so
2: so. year careers, so yeah, exactly. so you basically have that a kid at like 16 and then play 16 years in the NBA and then, and then they ho- make it and then hope they make it, by the and way, and then also that's like. When, and then, well, no, they didn't have to play 18 years. Yeah, he had a kid. No matter what it is, you have to have a kid. There's no way it's yeah,
0: happening. Like, it's we, yeah, there's no way. So we know he wants to play with Bronny. And also we know that LeBron James, he believes Luka is like the best player in the league. He has stated on, on his – he actually did it in 2022 uh, via Twitter. He had like a Q&A via Twitter. Um, and they asked, uh, who's your favorite player under 25? And he said, Luka, he's
2: my favorite player. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my guess of why this story came out was there was some talk between it. And Mark Cuban went to Kyrie and was like, go tell them you're asking him because we can't deal with tampering charges. Right. Because they're already mad at us for tanking. Players can't. And, tamper, And the player, you can do that all day long. Yeah. You're talking to him. But if they think we talk to him, we have problems. But they don't have anything to give the Lakers. So they can't get him. Like, it's a moot point because they don't have anything to offer anymore. They have no assets. But in, they in, have Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, and then maybe you like Jaden Hardy, maybe you like Maxi Kliba, maybe you like Tim Hardy, but none of those guys are worth, like that's to get <laughs> another solid role player, not to get the all-time leading scorer. Right. And so they just don't have the assets. They don't have the draft picks, they have a bunch of draft picks to get Kyrie, so you just don't really have the draft picks, draft capital to give up to get yeah. a LeBron. You don't, you don't have anything to give up to get him. And that's most of these teams that LeBron's – they're talking about LeBron going through. They don't have anything. Like, the only team that would, that remotely works is they have stuff, but they don't – not stuff that people really want would be Golden State. Because Golden State at least has a lot of pieces, yeah. and they have draft picks. players. And they have things. So you go, okay, maybe maybe we could work something out and go there. But for Dallas, it's like you can make the salaries work, but you have to throw in Davis Burton's. And that's just that you can't throw in a salary filler when you're trying to get LeBron James. Right? No,
0: you're going to have some serious draft capital and players.
2: And (laughs) LeBron James and Luka Doncic wouldn't play well together. They don't play – because you know what Luka needs? Three-point shooters. He needs shooters. Defenders and three-point shooters. That's all he needs because he is going to drive, he is going to create, and then he's going to pass out. You found your secondary score in Kyrie, so you've got that covered. So all you need is defenders and three-point shooters. That's it. You need three and D. Yeah, which – you traded, traded to get Kyrie. Yeah, but yeah. But at least <laughs> obviously you can focus on that. But you're right. Yeah. No, that's the thing, is it that that's that's the reality what they need with Luca. So I'm sure Luca was not probably thrilled to hear that report just because he's like, What? Like, we don't need LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's not what that's not remotely what I want to play with. I don't want to play with the fact of the guy who's gonna make me the second biggest name on the team. Yeah. Cause even though I'm the better player, I'm the second biggest name.
0: That's uh that's a good point. Uh, I I do think it is because you could make a good point about your theory about Mark Cuban, who doesn't want to be, you know, (laughs) he doesn't want to be guilty of tampering again. So getting Kyrie Irving to go out there and at least present the possibility to LeBron because they're close and also players can't tamper. Those NBA NBA defines that players basically cannot tamper. But I'll also throw out there LeBron has what option in what one more year? Yeah. 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 And maybe it's it. I don't, aside from them not fitting well together, I think you made a really good point about the fit. Um, but seems like NBA cares less and less about the fits these days. Yeah. It's about acquiring a ton of talent. You know, maybe in twenty twenty what four is after that season he'll have like the player option. Maybe that's when you could entertain it without having to give up draft capital. Um, but I think it's more about to me. I think it's more about Kyrie trying to show the Mavs fans and coaches, hell, Mark Cuban too, that, no, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm trying to get yeah. the best player on the planet to come here. I'm all in. Now, is it going to work? No, because he knows it's not going to work. Yeah. Bron ain't coming because of the points that Harsh just brought up. He wants to stay out there with LeBron on the West Coast. He ain't coming to Dallas, at least not this season. But it, do, it does fit It does fit well with the narrative now that he's a changed man and the yeah. optics that, no, I'm in. I'm a math and I want to be a math. It,
2: it does fit yeah. in his head that he's a changed man. However, when you walk into a team and you're the second-best player and you go, guys, don't worry, GM position filled. <laughs> that's the narrative that you have, Kyrie. That is that's true. what nobody wants. Nobody wants a guy to walk in and go, I know how to fix all of our problems, just listen to everything I say, and we'll be perfect. Because that's you can only do that if you are LeBron James. Yeah. Because LeBron has a track record of doing that and winning championships. Now it's one, it's usually one, and then he ruins your team for a while. But he gets you a ring. He gets you a ring, man. That's what matters. Kyrie does not have that magic. he gets the ring. Kyrie has, I come to your team, and then boy howdy, do you have a lot of fun trying to figure out what mess I left you with. <laughs> yes. That's why he's saying
0: go get LeBron, because when I, when I team up with LeBron, we get a ring. And, That's then, what he's we, and, and
2: then the rest of us is gone.
0: And then everybody gone. Everybody else is gone. I don't just listen. It's someone says trade Kyrie for LeBron, <laughs> sign Kyrie to a big deal to trade him for LeBron. I don't know if that's wise either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, listen. I, nobody nobody knows what's going to happen at the end of LeBron's career. I think we're pretty sure that it won't end in L.A. somehow, unless yeah. they want to, because he wants to play with Bronny. He's, he's yeah. Said the only reason it ends in times. L.A.
2: The only reason it ends in L.A. is either they draft Bronny, or okay, yeah, right. or that he just he. Just saying, some injury or something where he's just like, yeah, that's it. it's not worth it. It's yeah. not like the rehab out of this, or
0: or Bronny goes to one of the, like these Siberias of, of the NBA, like you know, in some ter- terrible city. Yes, city, city yeah, he's going to be good, yeah. but he don't want to go there. Was, exactly, he was going to say like, no, I'm not going there. I was going to say Sacramento, but Sacramento's cool
2: now. He's going to go to Portland after Dame leaves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh
0: yeah, that's true. That's a good point. No. Toronto used to be like that, and then Kawhi won a ring they were kind of uh, yeah. A Siberia I mean, I think they, they're they're
2: still Siberia. Huh? Have he, you have you noticed how Fred Van Fleet's probably leaving and Al Siakam maybe out? And they fired their coach. Yeah, they, they
0: got cool with that that one year with Kawhi, and then Drake tried to make him cool, and even Drake can make yeah. Toronto cool.
2: No, can't even do it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not even the Drake. No, because he likes everybody though.
0: He does. He yes. I that's my I, my one little pet peeve. He's like, dude, why choose a team and choose your team? You gotta yep. choose yeah. a couple of Canadian teams and just represent all the time. <laughs> it's all good, man. He just rolls around to whatever team is hot that year. It's yeah. like, Drake's here, baby. It's like, they all, <laughs> they all accept him. They're all like, come on in. Because it's a party. We want those views. We, we want got, those we got, clicks, Yeah, we want those clicks. impressions. Yeah, Drake also, walks around awesome. all the time talking about, I'm on one. And then he usually bets on that team. Yeah. Maybe against the team. I don't even know, but it does. He doesn't sets work them out.
1: up for the okie doke. <laughs>
0: Maybe he's like he's like the Rogers, the uh, the quarterback for the the Colts. Maybe he's betting against them.
1: Oh yeah, that's exactly like, what he was doing. <laughs> I come in, bring I the, know they finna lose. I bring the
0: Drake Curse with me, and <laughs> yeah. I know y'all gonna lose. I
1: know they about to I'm lose. About to make some
0: bread. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, we'll get to uh, some more NBA topics. Of course, tomorrow we're breaking down the NBA Finals a ton uh, because of, we're talking about Game Three, which is it's really it's a big game for Denver guys because they are terrible on the road. You're talking about a team that has a losing record yep. on the road. It is rare for a team that's a number one seed to end up having a losing record on the road. But that's what the Denver Nuggets are. And I mean, they're just a bad team on the road, actually. mm mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Butler was talking to me about saying, No, they were bad. Even late in the year. Yep. Yeah,
2: Patrick knows this. They lost to the, the, the Tanking Spurs. Yeah. Late in the year. How'd you but, feel about that? Well, my Spurs weren't really tanking. <laughs> oh, like they were, you know, they had some injuries this year. <laughs> oh, right. so they had a down year, but okay. they weren't really tanking. It was more the injuries. All right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, they you know. way, an underwhelming Spurs team. Uh, just an underwhelming. Yes. you know. Sorry.
0: They not take. They were not yes. take. Oh man! <laughs> Look at this guy. And they get Win And they still get Win And
1: they still get Win And I don't week. know if you the guys. Draft is
2: next me. week, right? Uh, two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Okay. Yeah. Two weeks after the finals. He's the finals counting was. down the days. Oh, I am counting down the days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we already know what the Spurs are doing. Yeah, that's not the mystery. That's no mystery no. at all. The mystery is the absolute. The mystery, I'll oh. tell you. The mystery, <laughs> the real mystery is number three. I'll tell you, number three is going to get interesting. Because really? Portland, well, because Dame Lillard has already said, um... I don't want to play with somebody who's going to take a couple years to get ready. So you have the oh. number three pick. That's and true. do you take the number three pick and just Dame's unhappy? Or do you trade Dame and try and rebuild and get more draft picks? That's good. Or do you trade the number three pick and try and get a star player to go with Dame? All of those are viable options for, for Portland. Dame's been loyal too, man. That's True what I'm fault. saying. But that is, that's why number three, because Charlotte is gonna like Charlotte can take whoever, but until Michael sells the team, they're kind of stuck oh. in limbo. But man, number would... three is going to get interesting. Oh. Can Luka and Dame play together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've got Kyrie already. Oh, and I'd again have like a you, <laughs> I know but you you'd have to you have to sign Kyrie then wait till mid season and trade him just because saying. you like the way <laughs> I'm just you, saying you need you need the asset cuz you gave up too many assets to get him
0: <sighs> just saying Dame plus a headache
2: yeah. Oh, and he shoots threes, really, really good.
0: Because like, he's perfect, <laughs> and I know Kyrie can score, you know, too. He's a he's a kind of an offensive savant. But man,
2: Dame Lilus game is so nice. I
0: love watching Dame
2: Lewis. I, I play.
1: Do.
0: I love Dame's game. Yes, it's, it's, it's so sweet. Hey, um, you know,
2: you know, another team that has some draft picks and has some young players, Houston Rockets. You just, Rockets can get Dame. I mean, it's <gasps> possible. Now he said he doesn't want to play you? with young guys, but you could say, hey, man, we're gonna we've got some. We've already got Jalen Green, Ooh. who's who's mm-hmm. a little bit more ready. And we give up, you know, we give up the number four pick in the draft because we don't feel that's gonna be the same guy. That's a
0: move right there. That's a move.
2: I'm, saying, a I'm, move. All, I'm all in on that.
0: That would be a great right, move. So I
2: don't know, you gotta convince yep. Dame that he wants to stay in Houston for the next few years. Yeah, of course he But you stay say, Hey time. man, you got Emay, you got a good coach. got young talent around. You got young, you young you're but, star? but you got young talent that's not rookies. You got a Jalen Green who's a few years into the league now. You got some other pieces building in that you go, We're not as far away as people think we are. Right. And man. if we had a superstar and mm. then, hey, you signed James Harden, too. And now you got Dame and James Harden and these young guys. You know what? Yep. I, I'm no. just saying there guess, is a you threw James Harden there and still got me excited. So I'm I know I'm just saying because home. if you get Dame, you're probably going to have to add some more veterans. Yeah. And James is one of those veterans that yeah. you add him in there for a reasonable price. And he tries to go chase a ring, and Dame and James are trying to chase a ring. In Houston with Jalen Green. I'm telling you. He's just trying to
0: get out of so. He's, he's, he's a Spurs fan. They got everything they wanted out of the offseason. I'm trying to you make up, my but you, offseason. That gives That's a great the idea. The
2: number though. four pick. You give up one of your young guys. I would take that all day every day over that fourth pick. Whoever it is. I'd take yeah, Dane. You know, because one of the,
1: it's yeah. going to be probably yeah, one Yeah, because nobody their, else is going to be able to bring nobody, Dane No, has. so one of the
2: Thompson kids is probably going to be it. I think Asura is the one that people are saying is going to be the number four pick. Uh, But those Thompson kids, one of them could be a star player, but they're just so unknown and they played against such lower competition that you don't know if they're going to be the guy – or yeah. not. And you and
0: you're down with the rebuild. That's why you hired Ime Doka. You're officially yep. down yeah. with the rebuild. That
2: would signal I'm just saying. I'm just trying to make y'all a- interested in the draft.
0: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a Spurs fan, he's already, you know, he's already got his his right. joy. Because right. he knows it's Done deal to take in the best player in what the last ten years in the NBA draft or yep. more. And Victor Wembanyama. So I appreciate that. I like that. I think like, I'm a rock-
1: big fan of Dame Lillard. I, I can say if, we, if he wants can out can he stay healthy though that's think, the other part he's been dealing with a lot of injuries
0: like do, do we know a lot of it is that he just doesn't want to play that might be them? true but so he keeps like,
1: saying that he loves Portland that's why he's not leaving that's why he's never wanted no. to leave
0: he's loyal he's loyal now yeah. he, he might be the most loyal superstar in the NBA but if they got if live
1: money in Houston
0: that <laughs> change everybody's thoughts. <laughs> that would change it. That live bread. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, let's get to the blue chip ratio article from my man Bud Ily. This is really interesting. They, he basically has been doing this, I think, like ten years now, where he goes to ed, goes through every Power Five school, at least the top Power Five schools, and he looks at what he calls the blue chip ratio, that is the amount or the percentage of five and four star players on every roster and based on that he gives his projections or to as to what teams are in a in position to compete for a national title based on the talent level on the roster so we'll review it we'll break it down see where the longhorns are and explore that blue chip ratio for my man bud Elliott. all that and more right here on ball don't lie on 104 down the horn Here on 104.91. Did you plan on playing Chameleon out here? <laughs> on top, uh, top of the charts, I, I can tell you,
2: I picked out the entire music for the entire month. Already.
0: But didn't you, did not you know that we were going to get into that? You were going to introduce your Dame Lillard Houston Rockets, Trey no, no, theory? No. and then read his role in the Chameleon there? No. You know Dan Miller's a rapper. He's probably the best rapping athlete right
2: now. I would agree. In sports. So it works that yeah. he goes H-Town. Yes. That's what I'm saying. He's like, a much better rap scene in H-Town than Portland. Way better. He actually would hang out with some of the Houston rappers, probably get on a song with
0: Megan The Stallion or something crazy like that. Yeah. Wow, good job. I thought you planned that all out. Turns out, Patrick did not plan it all out. Uh, Chan says, no, 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 Harden. Too many great strip clubs in H-Town. He's right.
2: Houston is a great. That's
0: why he wants to come
2: back for a discount. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, he gets lots of discounts.
2: Oh, he, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. He, he, yeah. There's rumors that he will take less to come back to Houston and not get a huge contract. Not like a yeah, not a crazy a whole, a whole discount, discount get, yeah, but a little bit a of pay. a discount yeah. because he's like, I like Houston. He does. Because he was like, that was an he it. He was like, H-town. man, I ran Houston. Like, I was I was the man in no, Houston. He, no, I've because heard about the, that, yes. Because the Texans sucked, so ain't no one coming in.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and at the time, he was the MVP. Astros, and Kyle the Astros, it's not
2: like Altuve's going to be running anything.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. He ran H-Town, and his strip club uh, reputation
2: yep. is yes.
0: larger than life in H-Town. And apparently, the strippers loved him because he was extremely generous, and he would just throw out wads and throw making They make see him roll. Throw out packs, throwing out packs, <laughs> throwing out packs yes. of cash, and the ladies love it. So that's a good point about uh, James Harden uh, by coming back, and there's, there's been talk about James Harden coming back this time for the last yeah, couple yeah. of months. Actually, yeah. like, they really believe that that is a
2: realistic scenario, even aside from your theory on Dame Lillard. So. And that's not, it's it's just a possibility of something that may happen because the basically there is a theory that Portland is not going to keep Dame Lillard and draft at number three. That does not seem to be the case, so something has to give in that. Because they lucked into number three, which may... May push up the rebuild and push Dame out.
0: Come on, H Town! Listen to this man. Listen to this man. All right, make the right
2: move. <laughs> nah, send him to Brooklyn.
0: Uh, <laughs> and if that doesn't work, draft Bronny and just get LeBron James last two years. I'll be fine with that. I don't even care. LeBron. James... Now you got to be
2: in Dallas, right? Huh?
0: No, H Town. You got
2: we... Dame in Houston and and LeBron and Dallas. Now nah, and then Wimby's kid. beating them all in San Antonio. It's gonna
0: be great, <laughs> dude. And Texas would be the scene for NBA basketball at that time, man. You got Luka, Win Minyama, and Dame. That'd be awesome. And Kyrie too. All right. Uh that actually would help because this year, not one, not one Texas team uh from the NBA made the playoffs. First time in history. Terrible. Bad history. That's, Terrible. The, that's that bad history. Okay, let's get to what hopefully is good history for Texas football. Uh, because uh they are uh, they have really high expectations this year. Uh Texas expected to compete for the Big Twelve title. A lot of people are expecting Texas to win the Big Twelve title. I like this it. is the all gas, no excuses tour. So people have been calling it. <laughs> um, so the uh, blue chip ratio from Bud Elliott, he's been doing this for years. So I'll give Bud Elliott a ton. He's been doing this for years where he looks at every roster and breaks down the percentage of basically their blue chips so or four and five star recruits. And he did it for the 2023 season. And the Longhorns, and he basically put transfers, or he did it with transfers and without transfers. So he's looking new age here. So he considered the transfers for one of his rankings, but also did the transfer, uh, sorry, did the rankings without the transfers listed. So if you're looking at the blue chip ratio for 2023, the teams that have the highest blue chip ratios, it's pretty easy to guess this. Bama's number one. (laughs) Yup. Yeah, Bama's number one. Bama is at 90% in its blue-chip ratio. 90% of their roster is four- and five-star recruits. Yeah,
1: <laughs> 90.
0: 90. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State is second at 85% of their roster being blue-chip recruits. Georgia, 77% mm-hmm. defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. The Aggies. Yeah, Jimbo there. Fisher's been recruiting like an S.O.B., man, like a son of a gun.
1: That's why people are really trying to figure out what's wrong. <laughs> you know what I am
0: I know what's wrong with Jimbo Fisher. Okay. I'll let you finish your list. Finish your list. No, no, yeah, we can get into that because yeah. I I, I want to get into the eggs a little bit. Yep. Uh, the Clemson Tigers at 72% right behind the Aggies, so that's your top five. Highest blue chip ratios. This is a percentage of uh, blue chip players, four and five star recruits on your roster. LSU's at seventy one percent. Damn, Brian Kelly just can. Co- He's a ball coach, ain't he?
1: Yes, he is. That dude's a, a ball dang coach. Good
0: he coach. may be an a hole in the D like a poser yep. or whatever, but the man can coach ball. Yes, I agree one hundred percent. And the Longhorns, right behind the LSU Tigers, mm-hmm. they're at seventy percent, tied with their hated rival, there you the go. Oklahoma Sooners, Ooh. at seventy per.
1: That means you got to do a little something, something, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, To round out the blue chip ratio, uh, they got Oregon uh, at 67% here, and they got Notre Dame at 65%. That is your top 10. So top 10 to reiterate, Bama 90%, Ohio State 85%, Georgia 77%, percent a 73%, Clemson 72%, LSU 71%, Oklahoma, sorry, excuse me, Texas and Oklahoma, should never put them first, 70%, Oregon <laughs> at 67%, and Notre Dame at 65%. Uh, if you want to know what Lincoln, Riley and uh, USC, they're at 52%. That's a little low for USC. Michigan's at 52, 54%. Penn State at fifty five percent, the Florida Gators at sixty four percent, and the Miami Hurricanes at sixty one percent.
2: Yeah, USC is still rebuilding.
0: Yeah, and think about it, they still and that it, it explains the defense. I bet all that talent, the fifty four percent is all on offense. Yeah, and like none of it's on yeah. defense. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't tackle at all last year. they no. were a, a, a horrible tacking, tackling team last year. But getting back to A because A and M, they said based on this blue chip ratio, A and M is a uh, top five. blue chip ratio nationally with 73 percent i think because there are four tenants to building a a, a football program organization main tenants i'm sure there are other minor ones but the main ones are talent acquisition talent development your scheme whatever you're going to run offensively defensively and special teams and your culture those four now take texas right texas for years no problem with talent acquisition at all never Never, right? right. Uh, and uh, even, you know, scheme was okay. But Texas' biggest issues where they were problematic, culture, mm-hmm. toxic and bad for a lot of years, and talent development. Right. Give Sark a ton of credit. I ain't saying he's fixed these issues, but he's definitely on the right track with culture, number one. I mean, look at the transfer portal at Texas. I mean, it's, you're talking about one of the toughest eras to create a positive, constructive culture with the transfer portal, NIL era, and yet, hell, Sark... Essentially, is saying if you hit the transfer portal, don't come back. Don't come back. Because we don't need you. Thank you for <laughs> and, hanging out. Thank you for coming out. We don't need you. Yep. And even CDC remarked last week, man, we have almost no guys that, that are transferring out of the program that we don't deem um, almost necessary because they just upgraded at every position upgrading the roster continuously. So they're not desperate when they seek talent in the transfer portal. It's almost just they're complementing their roster in the transfer portal. So your talent acquisition has not suffered. It never did at Texas. Talent development last year was on track. Every position got better for Texas last year. very much so. You could argue maybe wide receiver didn't get better. But every other position, man, we saw progress across the board. Some of the – no, you're right.
1: Wide receiver did not get better. But Jay Wood just played. I think Jay
0: Wood would have played before. He'd been fine anyway. Exactly. So did he get better or did he just stay healthy? He stayed healthy. There you go. There you go. So, yeah. town acquisition, not a problem. Town development on track for Texas. Uh, the culture, I think, is positive for Sark, too. Keeping Malik Murphy, when he was guaranteed a starting job with other Power 5 schools, it means your NIL is on point, which we know Texas top NIL school in the mm-hmm. country, and your culture is on point because players want to be at Texas right now. They want to be here. Yep. Um, but the biggest issue right now for Texas, I think, is scheme. Getting a it schematic has, yep. advantage. Yep. And I think that's why you're bringing in a Joe Camillus, special teams, bringing in Paul Chris on the uh, offensive side. You brought in Gary Passon last year. You, uh, you're bringing in, uh, what's his name, uh, Sadat? S- yeah. Payam Sadat? Payam Sadat. Um, so I think that's about getting a schematic advantage. But getting back to the Aggies, the Aggies have a cultural issue right now. Okay. I think they have a bad, toxic culture. Jimbo's got to fix that. Talent acquisition, no problem. They've developed, And I think their talent development... It's it's okay. It's on the Bills yeah. pretty damn good at and them too. Their biggest two issues are scheme because Jimbo had an old antiquated twentieth century nineteenth century scheme that he was running there. Uh, something it was really really old. Yeah, it was and like
1: a it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, right?
0: Yeah. Um. And I think everybody agreed, man. That's an old offense. It looks so. It's hard to recruit talent like high level talent to the offense. That's why. Players like playing in Sark's offense because it's a cool offense to play in. Yep. It's aesthetically pleasing. Jimbo's is not. So their two big issues, in my opinion, are culture and scheme, and they tried to fix that by bringing in a new offensive coordinator this year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that scheme issue is fixed, and then Jimbo's got to figure out how to fix the toxic culture at him. Because that, Because look at Texas, right? Under Tom Herman, you could argue at times Tom Herman had a toxic culture that he, the talent acquisition was okay, yeah. and that the scheme even was okay, um, but his culture was Yeah, it bad. was
1: a lot. Yeah, and that's why culture when, was when, a lot And that's
0: different. why when he was fired, there were no allies for Tom Herman. The players, not any boosters or donors, no fans, nobody. Hell, even the coaches on the food Acres turned on Tom Herman, guys. Yes, How man. often have we seen coaches speak out against another coach yep. and say, no, 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 that coach is wrong? That never happened no, before. It's
1: not. it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to happen. So yeah. the
0: culture was bad then. So that's that's why I, I say about the Aggies. Fix the culture. They already supposedly fixed the scheme by hiring a new OC. They got to fix the culture. If <laughs> they do that, they'll be okay.
1: <laughs> they hired a new OC. They did. He's not going to do anything. Who's going to call the place? Uh, we don't know. We'll figure it out. You don't think Petrino's going to call plays? place? Man, Jimbo. You don't, you don't think Jimbo's going to let him call the Two offensive-minded guys. Do we think anybody else going to call plays place besides Sark here? Ever? No, Sars calling the place. (laughs) Exactly. Sars calling the place. That's how you got your bones. You were an offensive coordinator. That's why it was always crazy to me when Tom Herman would say, man, I don't know how Mm. those guys do it, man, Uh, calling plays from the sideline. Herman, that is how you got the job. No, he was in the booth. No. Mm. Oh, yeah, good point. He was in the booth. When he He got the head coaching job for U of H,
0: it's because he was the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, and he was in the booth, and he always said – and this makes sense about Tom Herman. Tom Herman, I called him a Mensa meathead, right? Really smart guy, smartest guy in the room, Mensa, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he also had a lot of meathead in him, right? With double birds uh, yeah, to yeah. LHN, um, head-butting players on the field with helmets on. Uh, he just had a lot, you know, telling cu- telling pl- telling players, moms and dads, that they couldn't talk to the media. Yeah.
1: Had a meeting <laughs> with everybody. Had a meeting with everybody. Like, yeah. Look. We don't want y'all talking about what
0: exactly? What right? are you saying? So there's a lot of Mensa meathead. Where yes, he was a really smart guy, but also he would do these very meathead things. Yep. And I think it was hard for him to separate the Mensa and the meathead when he was on the sideline. Because on the sideline, I think he wants to be meathead. Like yep. he's just he's all football player. Remember he's he's remember he's this is the guy that mocked the opposing quarterback <laughs> yeah. in a bowl game.
1: Speaking of mock. Talking about
0: securing the bag. It was locked. And he, exactly. <laughs> it was a true lock. <laughs> yeah. He went out there and did a dance to mock the opposing quarterback yep. because he gets caught up in the emotion of the sideline. Yep. The kissing the players, headbutting players. Things are the unbecoming of a head coach. Right. Because he can't separate the men's and the media. And that's why when you want to be an offensive coordinator, you want to be calculating, right? You want to be able to separate the emotion from the moment. He couldn't yep. do that. That's why he was a terrible play caller on the sidelines. Yeah. And he was better in the booths. In the booth, I have no. I have no participation in all the commotion and the emotion of the sideline. I can yep. separate myself. That's fair. And that was his big thing. But I'm with you. All the greats they, have to be able to make that transition, and he never really could. So he had to hire himself an offensive coordinator. Yeah,
1: he never. I don't think he really wanted to. Going back to he your point, I don't no. think it was it, he wanted to be part of the crew no. and not be at the top, just going through the motions. So, yeah, I'm with <clears> you on that.
0: Um, And I went and looked at the blue chip ratio for Texas uh, in the past. So this is just 2023. So let's go look at 2021 and 2022. And 2021, Texas was at 66%. Bama was the lead at 84%.
1: Shocking that it's
0: Bama. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Shocking that it's Bama. In 2020, Bama had top. Blue chip ratio, (laughs) 83%, and Texas was at 64%. 2019, Ohio State beat out Bama, 81%. um, And Texas, in that situation, in 2019, they were at 58%, actually, in 2019. Sorry, no, 60% in 2019, I apologize. And in 2016, the blue chip ratio has Bama top team with 77%, uh, and Texas at 50%. Aggies mm. are at 53% on this one. And I went back to 2014 and found Texas at 60% blue chip ratio. Bama, the lead, of course, 73%. So basically, Bama's had the most talented team in college football for the last 10 years. And whether you believe it or not, Texas has had the most talented team in the Big 12. Based on blue chip ratio, probably, honestly, since Rod B was on campus. Because
1: mm-hmm. uh, when, when you were on campus, there was a lot
0: yeah, I mean, of we, blue chip. We y'all came, probably we were, yeah. were number one. Our class was number one, but ever since then, Mac was recruiting top five classes. I don't know if Oklahoma, even when they were winning more games and winning Big 12 titles, had a higher blue-chip ratio Mm -hmm. than Texas. That was part of the Shakespearean tragedy of it all, is that Texas has always been the most talented team, but not the best coached, not the best developed, and they definitely don't have the best culture all the time. Remember the Brees Hall comment? Yep. Is that our five star culture versus five star players? Yeah, five star culture wins. Hey, we're watching that right now in the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets series. Yeah, Miami Heat are all culture, all culture. And Pat Riley decided after the Heatles because he didn't really like the way the Heatles all went down. It was great, but he didn't want to do another Heatles.
1: No, he didn't. He, he went, went the he went, opposite way. He went. He went the total <laughs> he went the opposite way. way. He was like non drafted. No, exactly. <laughs> but he, all about culture. Yep. And that's, I think we all and agree. And you, Downis Hans- Hanslin is ha- the one that has yep. been keeping that. He's teaching the culture. Was
0: he undrafted, too?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I think Hassan was yes. ori- originally undrafted. Yes. yes. He, he was, like, the first of that group. And they kept him around yes. the entire time while they rebuilt the, the culture. The entire
1: run. I saw videos the other day of of Dwayne Wade feeding. Udonis has the entire time, and him dunking and making all these plays. Young he was a he was a stud. Oh, he was something,
0: He was yeah, young. yeah, no doubt. All right, we come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, are the horn.
2: Papa Top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash huh?
1: Oh yeah, you know, I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really good. That's good. That is... Pop a top again. i just got time.
0: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Uh, before we get out of here, Willis you knows on tap. Uh also uh want to uh, remind everybody out there uh that if you um if you like I said missed any part of the shows, go to hornfm.com. And uh before we get to uh what's on tap tomorrow we're gonna be breaking down the NBA finals. Um uh, from wall to wall. Like, we'll get into it uh, and get into it in depth. All right. Uh, what you got on tap, Arch? What's what? I
1: am going to watch Dark Side of the Ring. It's one of my favorite TV mm-hmm. series. We were just talking about it during the break. Magnum, T.A., was one of the guys that was going to be a superstar in the wrestling industry. Ended up being in a car crash. And his career totally changed. Was never the same. So I'm going to watch a little bit of that. And I'm going to preview a little bit of Stanford Cardinal, the baseball team. That's so, right, because they got them coming up this weekend. I want to give a shout out to JJ Nate, our uh, one of our shout great out. listeners. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, kid! And shout out to Pity Pat. She's been listening. She's been in the hospital for a few days, and I went and saw her today. So
2: I wanted to give her a shout out.
0: Oh no, best wishes. Yep. Well, I'll be sending out good vibes. So uh, Patrick, what's on top for you, brother?
2: You know what? I have no idea. Haven't oh. thought that far ahead. Hey. That's all right. You ain't got to know what's on tap. Sometimes you know you You know, know that's ain't a, that the benefit of being single. <laughs> Whatever I want to do, I'll do. You yep. know what? That's a great point. I agree with you on that. Uh, I'm gonna
0: watch uh, it's an HBO show. It takes a movie. Actually, no, you need to tonight. watch
1: Respect, man.
0: Actually, I will check that. It's on my queue. There it is. The the Aretha Franklin yep. biopic.
1: I need you to watch it. It's the on the queue. I will and check I it out. I want hear what you think.
0: It's uh, also an uh, HBO movie called Reality. I'm going to watch that tonight, too. Um, get a little bit deeper into, uh, I think it's like about uh, Reality Winner. You Oh Oh, okay. Okay, okay. The one that divulged the government secrets about the election, like, Oh, I did not know that. Uh, I think she's from Texas, randomly. Shocking. We're not getting deep into that, but I'm going to watch that tonight. Have a little fun. And, of course, tomorrow, like I said, we'll be back. Same time, same channel, breaking down the NBA Finals. Game three, these guys still thinking, gentlemen, sweet.
1: Yep. I'm not changing my mind yet. I think
0: you guys are wrong. Okay. I think you're going to find out tomorrow, too. All right. Yeah. Let's I just, see what happens when they turn up in Miami. Yeah, uh, just saying. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there, man. All right, um, right. We'll get into some more NBA discussion tomorrow. Uh, remember the Revolutionary Televised. We talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. More importantly, take care of each other. Peace.